you don't have money, that's fine. Just don't, just don't invest in real estate if that's your attitude. Otherwise, find the money, get the money, earn your money, figure it out. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, uh, Todd? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's been a, a lot of fun so far in 2021, and uh, we're just going to try to keep that going. So it's um, it's an interesting it's an interesting deal. I, I talked. I think I talked about it last week about these um, you know crazy offers like we get so far we're so far off on these offers and then all of a sudden we're like super close or maybe even getting them i just saw a post yesterday by uh, a friend uh and he kind of said very similar like he came in with three hundred thousand dollars earnest money hard day one he came in with a super aggressive offer uh and he didn't get it he didn't get the deal and it's like he even had the highest offer but they took somebody else um, so anyways, it just, just crazy dynamic of what's going on right now, but you know, we just keep on moving and it makes for an exciting year. I suppose, I guess, uh, that's the case. So, um, yeah, what's new know. in your world? Anything? Well, I gotta tell you this, what you're telling me, this makes real estate just sound too hard. Like, why are you even doing it? Cause it's so hard. Yeah. Well, cause the harder it is, that means the more profit there is. If, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And it's not, honestly, it's not that hard, um, but it can be frustrating, I guess. And it can, it, it's something where you don't get your first offer. Like, it's just not something that you can do, like wave the magic wand and do, right? It's not, it's not, you, you simply show up and you get results, right? But it, it's, it's also not rocket science. It's also not that hard. Like if, you do your homework if you get educated uh, and go through kind of the steps that we always talk about you're going to have success but it's about consistency it's about persistence and especially in a market like today you got to be patient you got to be very patient so well even so i mean real estate is pretty risky yeah 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 um you know it's uh rated as the second least risky investment on the sharp ratio so certainly it's, it's, uh, it's very risky. It's right. Just, just a little bit riskier than bonds. Um, so, you know, I agree. Um, there's some risk involved and you've got to be cautious of what you're doing. You've got to pay attention. Uh, you have to make sure that you're educated again and that you're surrounding yourself with good teams, good people if you're doing all that, you're really mitigating the risk. The other thing is you want to make sure you're in the right locations, right? You want to make sure not only are you in the right city that's growing, but more importantly, that you're in the right neighborhoods that are growing, that jobs are coming in, that crime is not running rampant, that, you know, there's not deteriorating buildings all around you, that, that type of thing. So if you have a, a good location, uh, if you have a good team, if you've got good financing in place, 
um, you know, and you've got good cash reserves, you're going to, and you're, and you're educated, you're going to do well. If you don't, yeah, it's very risky. Well, I don't know. My big problem with real estate is that uh, I don't want to get stuck with all these random phone calls in the middle of the night, dealing with broken toilets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. And you're going to get stuck with all that kind of stuff. If you run a sloppy business, um, you're going to have those phone calls at night. If your tenants expect that they can call you at night, you're, you're going to, you know, just have all those problems. If you set those expectations up, you're going to have those problems. If you're a slumlord, like if you want to run your business to where you get calls in the middle of the night, where you get bad tenants all the time, that's what you're going to get. And if you expect that, that's what you're going to get. So yeah, certainly slumlords get the calls in the middle of the night. They get tenant complaints all the time. But you know what? People that take care of their properties, people that actually set expectations up for the residents, people that are respectful to the residents or repair things right away, they don't get calls in the middle of the night. I used to self-manage all my properties and I've never had a call in the middle of the night. Never. I don't know, all I've, these, okay. I've owned a lot of properties. So, um, so it's up to you, you know, you can, you get to make that choice. Do you want calls in the middle of the night or don't you? Well, I mean, you're talking all these repairs. I think investment properties are just a money pit that are going to make you go broke. Yeah. Again, again, they are, if you're a slumlord, right. They are, if you come into the property and don't fix anything in the first place, you know, then certainly they're a money pit. I my very first property uh, that I purchased was a single family home, and uh, we did some renovations to it. So I can't say that I was just you know being a slumlord because certainly we we did renovations to it. We put in new kitchen cabinets and countertops, and and we did some minor things, but we didn't really upgrade the property the way it probably should have been upgraded. I was trying to be cheap. Because quite frankly, I just didn't have money, um, which is a problem, right? When you don't have money, you're taking on more risk because you're doing things cheaply uh, and you're not doing it right. But anyways, so that that property, until I re-remodeled it and did it the right way, always had the most amount of problems, always had the most amount of repair calls. Um, now my properties don't have repair calls because we fix it when we do it right. We're not putting in the cheapest plumbing fixtures we can possibly find. We're not putting in the cheapest light fixtures we can find. We're not, you know, doing the cheap door handles that are going to fall apart. We're doing little extra things to make sure the door handles don't get loose. You know, we're putting Loctite on. So um, <clears throat> we're doing things to make sure that we have a good quality product. And, uh, and then we don't have to worry that much about repairs. And then the other thing is we have repairs, certainly, but I hire a maintenance person to do those repairs. And so I don't have to be running over there all the time doing the repairs myself. Well, yeah, that's fine and all, I guess, but you you need money to get into real estate. You know, if I don't have money, I can't do it. Yeah. So then just don't do it. Right. Go get money. Go figure out how you get money. If you don't have money, you shouldn't be investing. That's that that's the case in anything. If you don't have money, you sh you can't buy stocks without money. You can't buy bonds without money. You can't buy the safest investments around without money. So go get money. And there's ways to do that. There's ways to get the money. 
And that's the beautiful thing about real estate is with stocks, you have to have the money. Um, with real estate, I can get a mortgage. With real estate, I can actually get the seller to give me the money. It's called seller financing. And sometimes you can even get that done with very little money, maybe even no money. Um, and they're borrowing you all of the money. There's other ways to get the money, like friends and family and you know acquaintances. It, those, that's a way to get money. So it still takes money, but it doesn't have to be your money all the time. When I was starting in this business, I used, I didn't have money. So I used everybody else's money. Uh, I was finding friends that had money and they would invest with me into the business, into the property, and we would split the profits. They did pretty much nothing. And I did the work and then we would split the profits. So there's ways around it. I didn't have money when I started, but somebody had money. We it still took money to buy the real estate. So if you don't have money, that's fine. Just don't, just don't invest in real estate. If that's your attitude, otherwise find the money, get the money, earn your money, figure it out. I don't know, man. I, I saw this uh, guy on TV that said that uh, you shouldn't go into debt. So you should only buying cash. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, there's, you know, Dave Ramsey preaches that. So maybe that's the guy that you're talking about. Uh, but he also, if you know Dave Ramsey, he also talks about going into debt once you figure out how to handle your personal debt. So he talks about business debt being okay. Um, and that's up to you. You don't have to have debt, but debt is a great way to leverage your properties. And uh, if you're doing it right, if you've got good long-term financing and we've got good ample cash reserves, our debt's okay. And we've got good cash flow, right? So I, I pay attention to what's called debt service coverage ratio. Some people really want... Um, really want good loan to value. And I think that's important. But what I think is more important is debt service coverage ratio. Because quite frankly, Matt, I could overpay for a property. So I could pay, let's say the property is worth a million dollars. I could I could pay $2 million for that property, right? And I got the, pro now I got the property. But if it's only worth a million, did I really get a good deal? Well, wait, I did get a good deal because I only put, you know, 60% leverage on that property. Well, wait a second. I'm actually, now I'm, I'm over leveraged. I'm, my, my loan is still over a million dollars, but no, but that's great because I've got, I got, it's only 60% loan to value, right? You get my, you get my point, probably a more exaggerated, right? But some people will get carried away with loan to value. They'll overpay for a property. And I'm seeing it all the time right now. I'm overpaying for a property and I get 65% loan to value. Well, the only reason you're only getting 65% loan to value is because the lender won't give you any more because your property is terrible. Like the purchase price is terrible. They're looking at your debt service coverage ratio and they're maxing that out at 125. And that's the only way, that's the only reason you're getting that bad of a loan. So what I look at is that debt service when I'm going on my leverage and I want my debt service to be 1.5 or greater, which means that my income is one and a half times greater 
than my mortgage expense. Okay. And but the higher I get, you know, if it gets to two, it means my income's double my mortgage. So I think leverage is great if you're going to use it wisely uh, and, and you're going to be smart about it. It's a bad thing if, if uh, it's going to make you really uncomfortable and freeze and not be able to do deals. So if it is, well, then, you know, use partners, okay? Or just make sure you got a really good job that's going to pay you a lot of money and then you can use cash to buy your properties. I don't know. Real estate is just so expensive right now. Like you really shouldn't get into it unless you're already rich. Real estate's very expensive right now. So you want to be very cautious, but the same rules apply, whether you're rich or poor or in between, and whether the market's hot or the market's cold, same rules apply. We're looking for good cash flowing properties with good ample cash reserves that are in well-located areas. And we're going to apply a good business plan to it. If you follow those fundamentals, you're going to be fine, whether the market's hot or cold and, you know, timing the market, that's impossible to do, impossible to do. And so we don't know if this market's going to just continue to go for 20 years, five years, or five months. We do not know that. But the people that tell me that now is the time to sell because the market's too hot and it's going to crash, they have been consistently wrong year over year over year, and they continually will be consistently wrong year over year over year until one day they're right. Okay. And so, because, and then they, that day they look like geniuses, but for the, for the previous, you know, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it might be, they don't look that smart. It's up to you. You can time the market. You can wait to get in, but here's the other problem. Typically, when people, the people that wait to get in, they wait to get in because the market's too hot. They wait to get in because the market's too scary. Once it crashes, oh, it's going down. I'm going to wait till the bottom. And then when the bottom finally does happen, they wait to get in because they don't think it's the bottom. They think it's a false bottom and they think it's going to go down further. And then the market finally goes way up and they go, oh my gosh, I'm going to get in now. And they get in finally, years later, way too late. And uh, they should have gotten in earlier. And then those same people are probably the ones that panic and say the market's too hot. And then they get out early. So, you know, your choice, time the market, get in now and enjoy the cash flow and the potential of appreciation. And don't you need a realtor's license to even invest in real estate? Uh, no, not at all. Well, don't you need to like pay off any student loans, credit cards, or other debt before you can invest in real estate, get a mortgage? Uh, no, not at all. And quite frankly, you don't even need to be able to get the mortgage in your, your personal name if you want to partner with people that can get it in their name. So. If, even if you have bad credit and you can't even qualify for a mortgage, there's other ways to do it. You can partner with somebody that can get a mortgage. You can get seller financing potentially um, for a property. So there's other ways to do it. You don't have to be able to qualify yourself. You just have to find somebody to qualify it or you have to find creative ways to get somebody to get that, that loan. 
And I've done a lot of seller financing. So even in hot markets. Well, if you have a mortgage, isn't it a good idea to just pay the mortgage down so that you can um, increase the cash flow? Well, I mean, again, that's a personal opinion. That's up to you. Um, I don't like that idea, but that's certainly up to you and, and to what works for, for you. Now, there's something to be said. If you want to stay small, if you want to only own a couple of properties, I would say that's probably smart. Pay down your mortgage. If you only want to own a few properties and you just don't ever want to go bigger, fine. Pay down your mortgage, get rid of that, and cash flow, right? Now, is that the smartest way to build wealth? Probably not. There's better ways to do it. But again, if that fits where you want to go, that's okay, right? Uh, if you want to grow, well, then paying down your mortgage makes no sense, right? So we already talked about leverage and cash flow and all that kind of stuff. Just make sure you're following the fundamentals. I've heard about people who do wholesaling, but I've also heard that's illegal, so... You probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not big on the wholesaling laws and because and, every state's different on what they allow, but um, know your own state and what is allowed and what's not. But it, 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 as for the most part, wholesaling is not illegal um, as long as you're following certain specific rules per state. So typically you can, you know, buy the property and sell it right away without having any issues. And in many states, you can just get the property under contract and assign the contract for a fee and, you know, make the money that way. But again, you just want to know what's legal and what's not. So the easiest way to figure out exactly what you can do and can't do instead of just taking a course from a guru, because a guru, again, they're teaching the process, but they're not specifically state by state, which laws change. Uh, make sure you contact a real estate attorney in your state to know what you can do. But in general rule of thumb, it's, it's not illegal. And there's many ways you can do it. You don't have to have a real estate license. Um, and you just got to make sure you're following the laws. Well, isn't like paying a guru, you know, thousands of dollars, the best way to learn, you know, as a sort of investment on yourself. Isn't it? I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a great way to learn. Certainly. I think there here's, here's what I would say about the, the gurus, coaches, that type of stuff. First things first, you've got to educate yourself. Get there's so much information out there, Matt. I mean, look, you, you got podcasts, you've got books, um, you've got conferences. There's so many free resources or very cheap resources. Like Matt, your your book. How, how much is your how much is your book? Oh, I forget what it's priced at. It's around twenty dollars or so. So so it's for twenty bucks. I can buy Matt's book, and I can learn about real estate. I can learn about pretty much most of the ways to invest in real estate, right? Or, or a lot of the, a lot of the core ways to invest in real estate. Okay. And that gives me the base knowledge. And then I can dig in farther and buy one of the books that Matt talks about in his book and learn more. And then finally I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to go. Now I'm ready to take action. That's where the guru comes into play. That's where the coach comes into play. 
is when it's finally time to take action. It's in my opinion, it's, it's a waste of your money by hiring somebody prior to having that base knowledge. So get your base knowledge, get your podcasts, get your books, uh, go to a couple conferences, really learn, uh, network, and then you can hire that coach that, you know, go to the weekend course, that type of thing and spend the money. I think that's fine. I think that's going to help accelerate where you want to go. Now, do you have to do that? No, you don't have to do that. What it can do for you is help you avoid some mistakes, which helps you save some money and helps you get there a little bit faster, but it still comes down to you, man. You gotta, you're the one that has to take the action. And I was watching HD TV the other day and uh, yeah, I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty easy to do flips. Yeah. Yeah. Super real. HGTV is like reality TV and it's just hundred percent real. Look, I used to be on, all right. I, I was, had, I was being filmed for hunting shows, uh, deer hunting, bow hunting. And so I learned a little bit about reality TV and I learned about, you know, getting all these cuts done after the fact, or, you know, making things, look like they were happening real time when they actually weren't. So reality TV is not reality. Um, you know, their, their amazing renovation that they do that looks like, wow, they got so much done and that house looks beautiful and it only cost them $3,000. You no, know, that probably was, you know, $30,000. They just told you $3,000 to make you impressed. It, reality TV is not reality. Don't take that as reality. Um, get the education. Reality TV, all that it does is give you Google eyes over what they're doing and makes you a bad investor. <laughs> so um, lear learn actually how to do it. Educate yourself. And reality TV is not education. Well, I've heard that all you got to do is you just find a good deal and then the money will follow. Is that true? Well... It follows if all the other things are in place. So if you've already built your network of relationships, if you've already um, created that those, those solid relationships where they can know, like, and trust you, uh, if you have a track record, um, you know, if you have the right team in place, all that kind of stuff, then yes, the money will find you and the deal. But if you just go out and find a deal and don't have any of that stuff in place, then no, the money will not find the deal. So you've got to, you've got to, <clears throat> you've got to get your money. You've got to get your money in order, right? You've got to get your money in order first. So it doesn't mean that people have to actually give you the money. Right. It doesn't mean that you actually have to have it in the piggy bank, but it means you have to already have, you know, those, those talks with investors. You have to build the relationships. You have to build that trust. You, you know, they have to, they have to, people, people invest in the sponsor more than the deal. So I could have a smoking deal, but if everybody didn't like me, if nobody liked me, they're not going to invest in my smoking deal. If they don't trust me, if they're afraid that 
I'm going to take their money. They're not going to invest in the deal, right? So if, if they're like, is this really a good deal or is this just one of, you know, one of Dex's schemes again, right? They're not going to invest in the deal. Isn't like one property enough? I mean, you don't want to get greedy. Um, it's better to just be content with one and, and call it good. So what's greedy, Matt? Uh, greedy is wanting more than uh, what you need. What if you have more than what you need, but you do great things with what you have? Is that greedy still? What if I have more than what I need and I'm giving millions away to other people or I'm utilizing what I have to create opportunities for other people? What if I have more than what I need, but then I can hire people and give them jobs so they can feed their families, right? What if I have more than what I need, but I'm an influence on other people and I motivate them to take action and do great things? Is that greedy? Hard to say. Uh, <laughs> it you depends know, on your perspective, I guess. Uh, it depends on your perspective. Greed is all about perspective. And in my opinion, having more than what you need is a great thing. And it's not greedy if you're going to do good things with that, if you're going to be a positive influence on the world. And it, there's, there's many forms of that. It doesn't mean you need to give all your money away, right? It doesn't mean you need to um, be a positive influence by starting a podcast. It, you know, there's, there's so many different avenues that you can go with that. But if you're doing positive things, with the abundance that you've been given, then it's, then it's not greedy. If you're hoarding it, if you're only using it for yourself, you're being selfish about it, then it's greedy. If you're taking advantage of people, that's when it's greedy. So how many properties do you need? That's up to you. That depends on how big of an impact you want to make. And it depends on you, right? Your personality. If one property if is, is going to get you by, and two properties is going to make you a complete jerk and make you greedy and you're going to hoard your money, then two properties is too many, right? But if 2,000 properties is going to make you a better, make you continue to be a better person, continue to do the great things you're already doing just in a bigger way, then 2,000 properties is probably too little. All right. Well, you've got me convinced. <laughs> so Matt, uh, you ask a, obviously a bunch of questions, random questions. Where do those questions come from? I did a little crowdsourcing with a bunch of other real estate investors to see what's the worst real estate investing advice they had ever received. And so I took the best of those uh, questions and asked away here. So those fun. are a ton of questions that people have been, if, if you're listening to this show and you had some questions, maybe we didn't cover, we'd love to hear from from you and go, go onto our Facebook page and uh, type that in. Let, let us know what kind of question or what, what kind of um, advice you were given when you started investing in real estate. So be, be fun to hear. Yeah. Well, cool, Matt. That was uh that was fun. It's crazy how many different excuses there are out there. There's a ton more that we didn't even hit on. We just hit on a ton of excuses and there are, 
in my opinion, all pretty easy to answer. Now I've been doing this for a while, so I've, I've, I've heard a lot of these and I've got the answers to them now. Um, and I don't have the fear, uh, because I know it works, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people don't know it works because they haven't done it yet. And they've, they hear this from somebody else that's maybe done it. Oh, my uncle did it, or I did it. And this is what happened. And you need to, you know, it's like, uh, what, what, wait a second. What's that? So don't always believe the advice you hear. And a lot of people are well-meaning, right? They do it because they love you. They do it because they care about you and they want to protect you, but they don't know what they don't know, right? They don't know that that's actually bad advice. They're just trying to protect you. They're just trying to do it because they, they care about you. So. I also think that, uh, you know, when people are giving you this uh, bad advice, they're not necessarily talking to you. I mean, they're, it's more like they're talking to themselves of yeah. explaining to themselves why they themselves can't do real estate or they would fail. Or, and they're justifying their own fears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, that was kind of fun. Let's, uh, let's check back in next week, Matt. All right. Sounds good. All right. You make every day Saturday. See ya. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.